All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the SVT Sports Podcast. I am your host today, Vince, hanging out with Sam and Tyler. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's up? What's going on? All right, so uh, I'm having a pretty good weekend compared to you two, at least when you look at the brackets uh, for the NCAA tournament. I am leading the way in first place out of the three of us. Sam, uh, I have 39 points. Sam has 38 points. He's right on my heels. Tyler, you're ways back in uh, third place with 32 points. But here's the kicker. Um, Out of possible points, I can still get up to 135. Sam, you can max out at 102. Tyler, uh, your bracket's busted, buddy. You you can only max out at 60 points. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're the one that watches the most college basketball out of the three of us. And it's just kind of it's kind of funny how that happens. You know, just somebody so, who doesn't really give a damn. Go ahead. So we we talked about this in and I had when we had done the bracket. And I want to say it was in the eastern division of I know it's all screwy because like you got teams that are not from the east, but just the way the NCAA does the brackets here. I had originally Richmond upsetting. And then I and then I had South Dakota State moving on as they were the higher seed between the, um, the team below that as far as the matchups go. And I had it and I was like, oh, this feels right. And I remember standing in Sam's kitchen doing it and I looked at it and I go, eh, I should switch it. And I remember looking at it and switch it and go, you know, people always say go with your first choice. And I just didn't switch back. And God, that killed me, man. My bracket was busted earlier than that, but I feel like as far as like picking an undercard to, to win one out, I had it right to begin with and I screwed it all up, but it's all right. Yeah. Nobody has a good bracket after the second day. Uh, everybody's yeah. brackets are busted in the whole entire yeah uh, Baylor, Baylor losing really uh, screwed up everybody's bracket you had them in the t- in the title game you actually had them losing to Tennessee who fell out real early uh where uh, I, I can't even find them on the bracket I think they yeah they didn't they, they didn't even make it to the sweet 16 uh so that's kind of what happened to yours um yeah uh, so yeah you, think- you lose your two national title game guys you're your bracket's done. Your toes. You don't got a shot, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, I didn't really see Kentucky losing to a 15 seeded St. Peter's, but uh, here we are. So, uh, <laughs> you uh, know, people that go go to 15 seeded St. Peter's didn't have 15 seeded St. Peter's beating Kentucky. So <laughs> that's not on you. That's that's on Kentucky for not showing up. Um, yeah, Vince, Sam, yeah. you, you lost you, Baylor, who you had as your yeah, title. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you, so, who do you, who do you have in your title match? Okay, so let me uh, let me click to my bracket real quick. I uh, uh, I still have three fourths of my uh, my final four in play. I actually have uh, Arizona, Kansas, Duke, and Baylor. Um, I figured uh, Duke, Coach K's last year, maybe something will happen there. But I actually had Baylor beating them in the final four to get to the title game. But then I had them losing to Kansas. So um, I have Arizona and Kansas on the other side of the final four. And Kansas is my national uh, champion. So as long as they stay alive, I'm still alive. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, well, I still yeah. got I still got Duke, Arizona, and Kansas. So yeah, I did and, lose Baylor, but I still yeah, got- I mean we had the exact same Final Four. Uh, but but you have a different national champion than I did. Who'd you so. have, Arizona? Uh, no, I have Kansas as my national champion. Oh okay. So that's that. that there's the difference right there. Okay. Yeah, that uh, Arizona and TCU game was so much fun last night to watch. I mean, I was kind of in a down mood as far as basketball goes, but uh, we'll, we'll touch on that later. But 
watching that game was fun, man. I, I really wanted TC to pull it out. I really don't have any, you know, stake in either one of them, but that was just such a fun game. Went to overtime onto it, and uh, man, they don't call March Madness for nothing. Man. That's all I got. That's tell you. right. Yeah. Uh, that that's actually kind of one of my dreams is one day uh, go to Vegas, uh, find a, sp- a sports book and just like, you know, throw 20 bucks at like a bunch of games and just kind of watch it all happen and see, see what happens at the end of the day, you know, like in the round of, in the, uh, the, the round of 64, the first round, that'd be kind of uh, fun for me. I think just to kind of see the highs and the lows, the, uh, the joy of victory and the agony of defeat. Is that what the uh, saying is? Yeah. It sounds like you're planning a trip for next March and I am, I'm 100% on board. Hey, I won't be mad. At we'll that. see. We'll see. We'll see. Could be fun. <laughs> May have to settle for Carson City or something. I don't know. <laughs> I did watch. Uh, I did watch. Uh, was it uh, USF? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that was a that was a really good game. You know, against Julia, Murray State. Yeah. They almost pulled that one off too. Julia mm-hmm. works for USF, so we were watching it. We were cheering them on. And you know what sucks? You know what sucks about when you you see a a small school. USF used to be a power school way way back um Mm -hmm. but you know they're a smaller basketball school now because they 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 got caught cheating so they were penalized for a bunch of years but um their coach their coach gets them to the tournament and then leaves to florida (laughs) (laughs) you know and i'm like i just feel like the same thing like with like uh the san jose spartans every time their football team gets any momentum the coach takes off well I mean, you could say the same about cal too yeah jeff tedford was the only guy that really stuck around after he made them good and then right. he, we saw the rise and then we saw the fall eventually uh, uh i actually remember i was living in san diego uh when they were the number two seed and i forget i think lsu was the one seed and they had lost earlier that day so cal was the de facto number one school for about you know four hours and then, and then they, they go and lose their game and I was I was in San Diego and you know I was like uh, I was you know I was super pumped and then you know the game happened and I was just defeated and and they actually made a comeback and they almost won it and oh so brutal um but yeah that that's uh speaking of San Diego San Diego State lost in their first round game as well for those of you that pay attention they lost by three to Creighton and uh, that was one of the games I got wrong because I kind of, uh, even though I was, I wasn't there very long, I still kind of root for San Diego state whenever, you know, they come into something and, and if it's not something that directly goes against what I need to happen, I'll, I'll cheer for them. So, yeah. So I was telling, uh, Julia last time we were over there, but can you name from basketball wise, can you name the last prolific? And if you can, it's not a big deal, but can you name the last prolific basketball player that come out of uh, San Francisco University, the Dons? It can't be Russ. It, it hmm? can't be Russell, could it? Bill Russell is the last prominent basketball <laughs> name to come out of the Dons. That's that's how long it's, or how yeah. long it's been since they've been, you know, a big title contender. Okay, wow. Well, uh, that, it's, uh, been, it that, it's been that, a minute. Uh, that point guard is—is is he a point guard? Yeah, because I, I don't really he, watch. Uh, them. Yeah, their their point guard for the for the Dons. Um, I I don't think he's highly touted. Again, it's small. Say it's hard to say it's a small school because it once was a bigger school, but it is technically a small market, small school type of deal. Yeah, um, they play think, in a small conference as well. So yeah, 
Yeah. Um, let's see if I can try to remember the kid's name here. But yeah, he's. I I fully think that he's going to leave the Dons and go to the draft and see if he can get into the second or third round here. Okay. Um. All right. So I think I think we. Booyah. Yeah. Booyah. Okay. Um, okay, so I think we've kind of um, uh, extent, exerted ourselves. Um, we've kind of maxed out on what we could talk about college without sounding like total idiots. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, partial idiots. Yeah, yeah. Just, kind of, just you know, we're kind of stupid, but yeah. like we'll move on. Uh, but, some but, doubt. but you know who is stupid though? Go for it, Sam. Say it. Say it. The A's front office, <laughs> John. Fisher, man. Okay, here we go. So the A's fire still continued. Uh, they sent uh, Matt Olson to Atlanta. They sent Matt Chapman to Toronto. And upon arrival, Olson signed an eight-year, $168 million contract. And that kind of ripped our hat out. So, uh, yeah, you're looking at $21 million a year for Olson for the next eight years in Atlanta. He's going home. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got his bag. I knew it wasn't going to happen with us, but it still hurts when we saw it happen. And at least it's not the goddamn Yankees. Question for you. I, I know that Marcus Simeon wasn't traded to Toronto, but remind me, was Donaldson traded to Toronto? or was Yeah, he know, was. He, yeah. Uh, we got Brett Laurie back in that deal and a couple other right. guys. I think right. Kendall Graveman was part of that deal. I mean, uh, who else? Uh, Franklin Barreto, I think, was the big piece. And that that totally worked out. So Yeah, uh, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> Real great. I'm just I was just thinking uh, about it because I was I was wondering what the relationship is between you know the A's organization and Toronto because it seems like a lot of a belly of players that we have acquired and they have acquired have come between those two organizations. So it just seems to be uh I, I think they're friends and they you know they, they, they like to wheel and deal. Uh it, it reminds me a lot of the uh although it's not a singular person, but it reminds me a lot of the Matthew Jordan's thing with the 49ers and the Eagles. They just seem to trade those back and forth, that guy back and forth. So disappointing oh. man like i don't care what the stadium talk is you know baseball's not losing money the a's aren't losing money and to just um burn your team down to the ground and blame it on the stadium you know it's just you know i know some fans really like uh dave cavill and defend him but um you know billy bean he's he's been doing this for decades now and he's part owner, so he's part of the problem. John Fisher is the owner. He's, he is the problem. And, um, you know, Cavill, he, he's doing his job. He takes all the bullets for the team. He's the public spokesperson. And I know he's kind of trying to champion what's going on at Howard Terminal. But at the same time, he's also probably – they're probably going to buy land in Las Vegas and develop another plan there. So I, I think it's up to five spots now they've got bids on. Right. Like it's so, wild. Yeah. You know, I think we said this, you know, on the last podcast when we talked about the A's is great. Baseball's back, but you know, we're fans of the league, but we're also fans of a specific team. And, you know, because of the lack of leadership in ownership here and the, the small market excuse, which is, absolutely false anybody who knows the bay area or has access to a map will understand that this is not a small market um and that ownership is just cheap 
Like there's no other way to say it. There's no other, they're cheap. They're not losing money. They haven't lost money. They just haven't made as much money as say the Yankees or, you know, uh, the Dodgers or, or maybe even the giants, you know, um, they haven't made as much money, but the A's could definitely make money if you reinvested in the product. But when you don't reinvest into the product, you have signed one player in the entire time that Billy Bean has been here. They've extended one player, and that one player was Eric Chavez, which I I don't think was wrong. Like, yeah, he had some injuries, and you know, what about what about Country Breakfast? Did they extend him? Oh, well, no, he wasn't extended. He was just an initial contract candidate that they eventually free cut. Agent. Okay. Yeah. I know that his contract was only given out because MLB was telling the A's that they need to spend money. So they're like, well, fuck it. We'll just spend it on this guy. Yeah. It was kind of a troll job to the MLB, Didn't but they it turned like out to be a ben troll Sheets job to the fans. Time? Yeah. Ben Sheets got a year. I think that was and like last you know, year. Was it Rosenthal got a one year, two year deal? Or yeah. Like yeah. That? They they were hoping he would come back in the second half and he ended up not being able to do that at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, money well spent. My point is they, you know, out of all the collection of players that they developed, players do ne- I I can honestly not remember a extension happening, a re-signing of your own talent. I can't really remember. I don't six know. Six years, six years, sixty million. That's what Eric Chavez got. Outside of him, yeah. Who's a player that got another contract? I mean. We let Jed Lowry walk, and then we traded for him and got him back. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Sean Doolittle, um, but then we traded him like a year and a half after that contract. So, I mean, yeah. that's it. Those are your two. You know, and I got to get more prepared on this, but off the top of my head, I bring this up all the time, and I am preparing something that goes into detail about it. But even the players that Billy Bean has drafted and traded away, I don't think I – I was going through this last week when I was texting you guys. I have yet to see a player that is going to be a Hall of Famer. In 20-something years, as general manager, president of baseball operations, as being the genius that Billy Bean is, is Miguel Tejada a Hall of Famer? Is he a team Hall of Famer? No. The best pitcher statistically that Billy Bean has drafted is, is Tim Hudson. Is Tim Hudson going to the Hall of Fame? Nope. I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Like he would you say, would you say Barry Zito's going? I, I mean he's obviously not first, but not no. at all. He's not no. even close. No, uh Hudson has a better case than Zito, and that's not happening. Not at all. Like nobody. Position Giambi's not getting in. He doesn't as a power hitting first baseman, he doesn't have the numbers. Yeah, I, I also in. think I also think. Even if if he had the numbers, he was never going to get. He's not going to get in. He's not getting in. The the I looked at the numbers. If you would have kept Giambi and Miguel Tejada, those would be your all time leading, pretty much all time leading offensive hitters. Minus like batting average, you're probably not going to get um, Ricky Henderson on like stolen bases and runs scored. Um, but as far as like overall statistics, RBI, um, hit all-time hits, I mean, we still got guys that are that played in the 1910s, 1920s. I mean, there's one guy that was leading an offensive category, and he played 1895. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
in an era of offensive baseball, you don't even have your best offensive player in the in the 90s or 2000s. Like yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, I, Billy, I think like Billy Bean is not a genius, dude. He's really good at putting teams together, but he's not the fucking genius that everybody makes him out to be. He doesn't even draft players that when they leave are still really good players. Like he doesn't have any hall of famers that he's drafted. Look at Brian Sabian just across the bay. Look how many he wasn't he the general manager with Buster Posey? Yep. You know, um, there's, there's a case to be made that with, with Farhan there running a, a, uh, money equipped Billy Bean style that, you know, you may not see a whole lot of drafted players for the giants. Now, not now that being said, they have money, so they're you're going to get a different product than what the A's can put out there. But that also being said is that you're right. He hasn't drafted anyone that has gone on to be better players because Billy Bean's style is to take them at what people think is, you know, a low level when they he can see talent. So I can tell you that Billy can see talent. He's excellent at seeing talent. I, I will give him that 100%. But I think he's succumb to what the rest of the organization is is that they're just going to be low level they'll be here for a year or two and then they'll rip your hearts out mm-hmm. you know so it, it, it's just the way billy runs it don't expect longevity because that's not the way he looks at talent he doesn't look at talent for you know down the road of 10 10 years that some players have been offered like chapman for instance but he looks at it as how much can I get out of this guy's tank for one to two years? That's it. That's all I can get. I just, uh, so like, yeah, you mentioned, you, know, uh, uh-huh. you mentioned Matt Chapman, uh, you mentioned Matt Chapman. So um, that was that, uh, uh, that contract that they offered him a couple of years ago, right? That was 10 year, 150 mil. That's what came out. Mm-hmm. So at that point he was still four years of arbitration left. So I can understand possibly not wanting to do that you know uh yeah i mean scott boris clients generally speaking don't sign early they'll um they'll 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 go to free agency Um, yeah i mean you break it down it's 15 million a year you know matt elson got 168 for eight years so matt elson's got i don't know what is that that's 21 21 okay 21 per so i i can also see Scott Boris telling Matt Chapman that like, can you see your, can you see yourself with a team that wants to win for 10 years? Or are you going to be stuck in a place that you wish you didn't sign a contract? I could see I that side have, of it I too. wouldn't have signed that deal either. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't like, have either. I'm not signing a 10 year deal with the Oakland A's. If they would have offered me 150 million for five years. You know yeah, I'm sure. Saying? I'm, I'm signing yeah. that in a heartbeat for five but, years. I'm signing you know, that. But I'm not doing I'm not doing seven, eight, nine, ten years with them because you know you know you're gonna get traded. You know at, at year four, year five, there's gonna be and you're still productive, you know they're gonna go through another rebuild. So at this point, the whole Billy Bean philosophy, the small market uh BS, the lies, I don't even think if you I I really don't believe free agents would even want to come here if you had the money. I really don't because you know you're in a constant state of rebuild and that you're just a number. If you're a regular person and you're listening to this, 
what do we complain about our jobs right now? It's the great resignation. Everybody's quitting their job. Why? It's because a lot of people are tired of being treated like a number, not getting paid fair wages. Just because the players are getting paid, you know, somebody like Matt Chapman or, or, or Matt Olson are getting paid a lot more than normal people like us. That doesn't mean they don't want to be treated like a human being that they don't want to be included in their career and who their teammates are, you know, it's, you want, you don't want to be treated like a number. And that's how the A's treat everything in the franchise is it's just a something that could be traded. And you're seeing the fans aren't showing up. The A's raises the prices. So the fans, there's going to be no fans there. I think this is probably going to be the worst attended seasons that we've seen in already terrible attended seasons. You yeah. traded away the fan base, or excuse me, you basically did. Uh, you traded away your players, you raised prices, and you got a bunch of guys that probably are not going to even be on the roster. Remember in the 2000s, early 2000s, it was like the commercials, hey, they're young, but they can play, and you got Chavez, you got Tejada, you had Giambi, yeah. you had Ramon. 1999. That was a, that was generation A's. Right. I remember you, that. You had yeah. like the, Hey, they're young, but they can play. They don't even remember for years. The A's had the best commercials. You don't even have that. You even cut the budget on that. So there's just zero momentum for this franchise right now. And as much as I want the Howard terminal deal to happen, cause I I'm a fan of the team. I'm a fan of the logo. That doesn't mean I have to worship everything that John Fisher and Billy Bean does. You're a public figure. You're then you could be publicly criticized, you know? So, and they deserve, they're not doing a good job, you know? So it's just, yay. Baseball's back. You know, I don't, I don't think I watched one single out of, or an inning pitched of any baseball at this point. I think Vince, when we go to Phoenix and we catch a ball game, that'll probably be the first time I see baseball. Yeah. I just really not excited for it. And this is not just an A's problem. This is Pittsburgh. This is to a degree, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has this problem. Pittsburgh has this problem for a lot of years. San Diego had this problem until their new ownership group came in, you know, um, Cleveland's kind of the same way. Cleveland's Cleveland, the same way too. Miami, there's teams that have stadiums and still refuse to pay. So to say that the A's are going to get a ballpark in Oakland or Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden be top 10, top five in payroll, it's that's lunacy. This is this is crazy that all of a sudden that John Fisher and Billy Bean are going to change their stripes. This is who they are. Maybe you go into a new stadium with a quote unquote winning team. But the moment that team, instead of being a a hundred win team, the moment they regress to being an 88, 87 win team, they will rip it apart because it, Oh, sorry. It didn't, it, it didn't reach its potential. Got to start over. Because mm -hmm. baseball doesn't lose money. So the lower you keep your payroll down, you get more profits. And if, they get that new stadium. It's it's not just a stadium deal. It's a real estate deal. That's what John Fisher is after. So it's just it's just such a effed up situation to be an A's fan. And out of you know the Raiders leaving and the Warriors going back to San Francisco, I think for me the A's if they do leave, um, this is the one that hurts the most. Um, 
because it's it was the most accessible to go to for me you know affordability they had dollar wednesdays we were able to go to the baseball game for a dollar get a hot dog for a dollar you know it was accessible you went with your friends because it was cheap um mm-hmm. You definitely didn't cut class to do it either. I'll tell you that. I never once cut class to go to an A's game on Wednesday. Never. For $2 tickets and a dollar hot dog. Nope, not no, once. Never. And certainly not like five, 10, 15 times. I don't even know. <laughs> anyway. well, I, I think I've made a case for myself that if the A's do move to Vegas, that I'm just going to be a fan of baseball. So that means I will start acquiring hats of whoever, not the Yankees. Yankees are not on the list, but I'll acquire the hats of, you know, other baseball teams. And if I like a player, maybe I'll think about getting this Jersey, but it's only if the A's move to Vegas and rip my heart out that I, maybe I'll just become a fan of baseball instead of a fan of a team. Well, actually yeah. there won't be anyone to root for. <laughs> and we yeah, can't it's, even, uh... it's not even like the previous trades were like, you trade a guy and you're like, man, this really fucking sucks, but we got, so, we got really good prospects in return. It's like, you, you don't know who these guys are going to be. You know, yeah. like it's this zero excitement. And part of me mm-hmm. just feels like they do this on purpose, that they want to crush the fan base so that they could see we got no fans. We get no support. Like, I feel like they do this on purpose so they can move, you know? Oh, it's totally the look, Let's look at it. Look at the big picture. I, well, I don't want to dwell on this too much longer, but look at the big picture. They basically have raised the prices, pissed off all their season ticket holders who don't want to renew now. Did you see sold that the whole entire jersey? farm. Well, that's what I'm saying. They sold the whole entire farm. Okay. Now they're having issues again with this whole ballpark thing again. Okay. So that, that's a whole other story that we'll, we'll jump into that in another episode. But it just seems like the A's are doing things on purpose. I know that the whole issue with the ballpark is not all their fault, but. They're doing things on purpose so that way they can use that as an excuse to be like, well, nobody wants to go. You know, nobody wants to pay for tickets. So how are we going to expect people to pay tickets if we do a new stadium? We're going to Vegas. Like that's that's still the feeling that I have. And in, we've said this a thousand times until there's a golden shovel in the ground. Everything is moot to me about this ballpark. Absolutely. I'll let that be the final thoughts because I can. I could fair yeah we can hot air for the next five hours on this that's how yeah passionate okay. we are okay so we're moving on hey, we covered uh, a lot more than the local stations though so <laughs> fucking right we did okay so uh let's move on to some uh so it's 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 trade season it's signing season in the nfl it's the off season but it's never the off season for the nfl so oh we have God. all sorts of moves uh, Sam, you're pretty excited about a certain receiver coming to Vegas. Why don't How you, could you uh, not? Dive in? How could you not? How could you not be excited if you're if you're a Raider fan? Like they the the free agency started, and a lot of the players that the Raiders were rumored to get were off the board pretty quickly. And I mean, Jesus Christ, they they get they trade. Um, and get a cornerback they bring in an edge rusher and then they add you know the best wide receiver in the game um already and then they they're able to keep darren waller and hunter renfro so man and the afc west it's hbo (laughs) like it is a goddamn arms race oh it's wild because at that point until Devontae adams signed there was a lot of vegas fans the raiders fans 
that just had their arms in the air that we have all this cap space and we're not doing anything with it. Please don't be like the old Raiders where you just sign some low level talent and expect, you know, greatness out of it. So everyone was like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They certainly made a gigantic splash with Devontae Adams. And I think, uh, man, that is probably the one of the most exciting things I think I've seen the Raiders do in the offseason move for quite some time. I feel like Green Bay could have gotten more like a first and a two. Like, yeah. I think any team in the NFL would have did that. Well, I mean, th- that's the thing about the, the knock on, on the Packers organization, right? Is that they, they make boneheaded decisions. They've been doing this for quite some time now. It didn't make any sense as to why you would sign Aaron Rodgers for this fat contract and then trade Devontae Adams. I know Devontae Adams wasn't happy because, you know, he didn't get the contract he was looking for with Green Bay, but how are you going to turn around and give it to Aaron Rodgers? And then Aaron Rodgers comes out on record saying that, oh, I, I signed knowing that Devontae Adams was not going to come back here. Bullshit. I, think I call bullshit. In defense of Green Bay, I do think Devontae Adams got to a point where he was like, look, I love playing with Aaron. I love Green Bay, but you didn't show me the money last year. And you, you keep franchising me. And he's been saying, like, there's been stuff in the media where he did not want to be franchised. They franchised him. And I think he went to Green Bay and said, look, I'm not playing for y'all. Trade me to Las Vegas. That's the only place I'm going to because I want to play with Derek Carr. So I think he put them in a position where it was going to be Las Vegas or he wasn't going to play at all. So I think he kind of played his own general manager here. And then I think, you know, Green Bay calls the Raiders. Hey, Devontae Adams available and we'll give you a one and a two and that's that's all they could get i think if it was open market you could probably get two ones two ones and a two like i mean he's he's arguably the best wide receiver right now uh as far as veteran wise he is um so i think if it was if he was open to going anywhere they probably could have got more but i think Devonte adams kind of cornered him and said no nah, you're you're sending me to las vegas if you're not, then I'm sitting out, you know? So I think he might've controlled the narrative a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, just it's, my a, hunch. <laughs> it's a huge step up from, from Henry Ruggs, you know, I unfortunate situation there, but man, just, I'm excited to see a, a Raiders football game this year. I'm genuinely excited. I'm also excited because Kansas city loaded up with Juju and I want to see you guys go against, I just, I'm really excited for football this year. I really am. My Eagles, they, they're they there. I'm excited for the Raiders right now. And the other I thing generally too, am. The Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders, I mean, he's a little older, but Chandler Jones is a freaking Hall yep. of Fame pass rusher. And it's not like he was dog shit last season. It's not like they got a guy who, I mean, he he's not really slowing down at this point. He could next season. That's That's a possibility. He could not be as good next season, but last season he still showed everything of being a premier pass rusher, pass rusher. And then opposite of, uh, of Max Crosby. And, you know, you traded, uh, uh, in who's Mm -hmm. I think a really good player, but I don't think he was, you know, he's not to the level of what, uh, you know, what we got, um, you know, in Max Crosby or, you know, like he, you, you were able to flip him for a defensive back, which you really needed, you know? Um, 
I feel like the Raiders uh, offseason was pretty damn good. They covered a lot of uh, their needs, and they, they covered their needs with players that are I think are going to be really good. Rocky Sin is still pretty young. Like, he's not like an old guy. And everything that's coming out of um, Indianapolis is they traded him because of scheme, how their defensive coordinator, who's our former defensive coordinator, wants to run scheme. And that uh, he just didn't he's, – he's not that type of player, but he's going to fit into the scheme that the Raiders are going to be running. Um, so, I don't – and, you know, the Raiders got a couple young linebackers that played their asses off and, and was – their defense wasn't great last year, but it improved over time. And I think a lot of it was because of their their uh, their younger uh, linebackers took the jobs away of Corey Littleton and Nick Kitwalski or whatever his name is. Um, those guys, both those guys were big time free agent signings uh, the two years before. And they didn't do anything. They didn't really help the defense. The young guys came in and took their job. So, um I'm excited for the Raiders. I'm excited for the AFC West. It's going to be a shootout, dogfight every single week. It's probably the greatest quarterback division ever assembled. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's wild to think that I if I had Herbert on my bingo card to be a a, a proficient quarterback and a and a and a, uh, you know, an opponent to, to be worried about. I definitely wouldn't have, have come across that, but man, he's a great quarterback. Holmes is a great quarterback. You got Carr that's up there. And now the, with the Broncos having, you know, uh, uh, black tiger woods here, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's amazing to watch. I'm super excited for your division. My division has been a shit storm um, for the longest, you know, the 49ers division has been kind of the division that, was the toughest and the most grind house to try and win out of. Now it seems like the cards have flipped and uh, good luck to you this season. I'll be watching as a fan from afar, but uh, you know, uh, what's going on with Jimmy G people don't want him. All right. So um, I think Jimmy G had a lot more value before he had the uh, shoulder surgery. So that in that, that last injury that happened, you know, right before the playoffs and he played through it in the playoffs it's basically tanked his value uh, to the point where almost every team has their quarterback at this point. Uh, and it's just him and Baker Mayfield without spots to go. Uh, so you look at it now and I mean, there's Carolina. Seattle, Seattle still needs a quarterback. Um, I think, I think Carolina's going to, I think Carolina's going to run it back with Cam. Ugh. I don't Honestly. think so. No, I I think they're done. I think I think the camp experiment failed this time, and they're they're out. So, uh, I mean, they still have Sam Donald in a contract too. So, I mean, I don't see them being able to take Jimmy G's contract and Sam Donald's. I mean, one of those guys is going to be on the bench, and it's probably going to be Sam Donald. But, uh, but I mean, that's a lot of money tied up in two quarterbacks uh, that are uh, with one of them being mediocre and the other being fucking god awful so i wouldn't i wouldn't think carolina is going to be a landing spot for jimmy so what what i actually think is going to end up happening is somebody's got to get injured somebody's going to get injured we just don't know who it is obviously uh and then when that injury happens that's when the niners like okay now it's time to pay up so i think part of it was they were counting on jimmy you know maybe not 
you know, wisely, but they were counting on him to be healthy enough that he wouldn't need surgery. And if he didn't need surgery, then I think Carol, I think uh, Indianapolis was a possible landing spot that, you know, we had talked about before, but then Matt Ryan became available. And with the shoulder surgery, uh, who do you want Matt Ryan uninjured or Jimmy Garoppolo currently injured? And I think it's Matt, Matt Ryan at that point. So that makes sense to me why that happened. I don't know where, like, maybe Houston. <laughs> yeah. The Falcons yeah. go with Mariota instead. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, it. That, he has, he has coaching relationship ties, but uh, can't stay healthy, a, man. It's a Dude's dumb move. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Raiders, another... the Raiders had packages for him and he got hurt on a, like three yard quarterback sneak dude was done for like six, six, seven games. It could be Atlanta that ends up getting Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? I mean, uh, maybe, maybe Houston, I think Houston wants to give it a go with Davis mills. I, I think, I think they want to, you know, see if well, in, what in my have. opinion, in my opinion, I, I think the two play the, the three places I think that could be on the radar now, not saying someone getting hurt, but now I would say, Seattle would be on a radar. Now the 49ers obviously wouldn't trade with Seattle, but no, Baker, no. but Baker maybe might be a, a radar type of system. The New York Giants might be a radar, and the Miami Dolphins might be a radar. No, I don't uh, think who, who I don't think the they're Giants sold on Tua. Up? I think they're gonna I think uh they signed uh they brought in their coach uh Dabble to rebuild uh Daniel Jones. Yeah, I I, I also I don't know, man. It, oh, uh, they they signed. Um, who who was it? It was. Um, didn't they sign uh, a backup too? Yeah, they signed. They signed. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I think. Yeah. Um. So oh, I mean. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had Taylor. I had no idea. Yeah. That they had yeah. Taylor. So I mean, uh, Miami is a uh, bringing Jimmy to backup or possibly take the job away from Tua. Uh, that kind of makes sense because you have. Mike McDaniel there, who was just the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Right. And um, that was the other thing, too, is I don't think they're really sold on Tua, to be honest with you. I, I think Tua, you know, much like uh, Mariota, can't can't stop getting hurt. And I think uh, he just isn't able – like, he he is able to progress because he gets hurt. Like he shows flashes, and then he gets hurt. So I don't think they're they're sold on Tua either in, in Miami. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy's not exactly made of Teflon, so. No, I mean, I, I, he's obviously, I mean, I'm not, if I'm going to compare tough quarterbacks, you know, I, as much as I hate to say it, but <laughs> Eli Manning is a tough quarterback, man. I'm not going to compare him on that echelon because I've seen Eli Manning get cracked, especially by the 49ers, and he just gets right back up. Like, the dude's made out of rubber. But um, he's certainly not that kind of level. But I, I think he's a lot healthier than some of the other guys. Face. Dude, I don't know what it is about it. Like, you want to punch him, but man, he is durable, isn't he? No, Eli's fucking face is rubber, too. It's just like those looks. He looks perpetually stoned. Good God. Isn't there another uh, another Manning coming up in college right now or about to go to college or something? Probably. I, I mean, what? I the, think there's another Manning. This is the fourth Arch, one, right? The third Arch. one didn't pen one, pen out. This Arch is the fourth Manning. one. Oh, like the dad? Oh, named after yeah, Archie. Yeah, named after Archie. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, but his name's not Archie. It's it's just Arch. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, being recruited. He's a senior, and uh, he he just visited Georgia, so he's on his tour. He we don't know where he's going to go yet. So he's uh, Arch Manning. Is he in? Is he in Mississippi? 
I'm taking a he's wild guess. The, he's the oldest son of Cooper Manning. Uh, okay, yes, the, the one that, the didn't, that didn't make it to the NFL. Okay. And Cooper Cooper was a wide receiver, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he was going to go to Ole Miss or something. And Peyton was going to go to Ole Miss, and they were going to do a, you know, Manning to Manning combo. Then and then Cooper broke his leg or something, and then uh, couldn't get back. And then that's that's how uh, Peyton ended up in Tennessee. Oh, okay. But Eli went to Ole Miss, right? Eli yes, he went did. to Ole yeah. Miss because that's where that's where their dad went. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Well, well hey, we didn't talk about it, but um Oh yeah. The new the new kicking and screaming movie is gonna be taking place in Cleveland. Um Oh Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of a cheap shot, but but uh Deshaun Watson signed with Cleveland. Um traded. He's I'm well, sorry. Yeah, yeah, traded, traded. And then, yeah, and then signed a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Yeah. So he'll be there with a uh, fellow kicking teammates over there. Although he's his teammate over there has been, he's been pretty quiet over there, but I guess there's not much to do in Cleveland. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of surprised. I, I, I didn't think that. Well, I don't I think guess, Baker, I mean, Baker Mayfield didn't help himself when he acted like a child. When he heard that's, that's also the thing too that I think is killing Baker's uh, stock he right now. He's himself. a child. He didn't help yeah. himself. So you, you so picked, when he you... heard when he heard that Cleveland met with Watson about seeing his interest, and then Watson was like, "No, nah, I'm not interested," and that hurt Baker's feelings. I think Cleveland was like, "We got to get whatever we need to do to get you. We'll get." Then they just like guarantee the contract. They guarantee. They did 100%. fully guaranteed nearly a quarter billion dollars. <laughs> For a guy who's definitely getting suspended for at least like six games this season, he has so, twenty-two yeah. court date appear or your twenty-two uh, cases against him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the 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 legal stuff I think uh, is not going to happen at this point. Uh, but he's still got civil suits up the whatever you know right well, now. Well, so gonna, I, I had a buddy who was like, <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy who was like, I got into an argument with it and I had to step away from the conversation. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'll just, I'll leave it alone. But he was like, dude, all the cases have been dropped. I'm like, I get what you're saying. Right. But civil cases, he still has to appear in court. And then you want him to study film tape and be a quarterback and a guy who also has to go to court multiple days. No, that's not going to work out. I wouldn't, uh, if I was to get up, I, I would sign him. I wouldn't say I'm at all, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want that on that on my team. But if I were, I ain't paying guaranteed contracts. Get out of here. Insane. Yeah, no way. And just because the thing is dropped doesn't mean he's innocent. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's there's still going to be civil cases. I mean, there's going to be settlements, and this is going to be played out. You know, for for many years and. You know, you hate not to compare uh, apples to oranges here, but. You know, there there have been other players that had similar situations. And from what I, I'm off the top of my head, and this is not in defense of anybody because they're it's all shitty accusations and shitty people, uh, if this is all true. You know, I think Ben Roethlisberger had like the one account. Am, am I wrong? Or I think it was, more than one? there was at least, I think there was two at, at some point. I'd have to double check it. It was two. This is 20 something. Like, this is 20 plus accusations that are going to court or possibly civil you know or definitely going to civil possibly court but you know I wouldn't want that on my team and that doesn't just because they're acquitted doesn't make him you know innocent in any of this so it's all they can always retry him in something new you know what I mean so 
it's he's not out the woods by any means. So I, it's just I don't know. That's a wild uh, contract. But if I out. was Deshaun Watson, yeah, I'm taking fucking 250 mil guaranteed too. So I'm taking 250 mil and I'm trying to figure out how to invest it in case I go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if, yeah, if you do end up in jail, that that money gets you know cut from any future earnings or whatever. I think there that's like be, there has there's to be only, something, that's the right? only that's the only out is if you're like break the law or found guilty of breaking the law and have to miss time. Like, like what happened with Michael Vick and the dog fighting stuff um, that contract, because he had just signed that massive contract yeah, that was, uh, with was Atlanta, Atlanta gone. and they were able to dissolve the entire fucking thing. So, uh, so that, so it, it would take something like that. And I mean, that's a risk when you're signing somebody who had 22, nearly two dozen, two dozen, you don't have enough fingers and toes to count that out. You know, like, like that it is so many accusations and i mean these are not like uh, the, these are at least credible enough to be looked into you know for possible criminal stuff so this is it, it's not a good look by cleveland uh to make this to, to make this kind of offer it is it, it's outrageous to me desperation yeah. dude yep 100% so but um, if he sees the field and he can play anything like he's shown in the past when he's on with, you know, Cleveland's roster. It's not, it's not a bad roster. They, you know, they got running backs. They got some wide receivers. Wait, you know, what wide receivers do they have? Cause didn't, uh, what's his name? Isn't he out? They restructured Amari Cooper. And then now they're trying to re-sign, um, uh, what's his Jarvis name? Landry? Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I thought so he was they, gone. I thought well, he they, didn't they, want they, anything to do with him. They cut him, they cut him, but then the, it wasn't like, it was to cut that contract and basically start fresh, possibly like give him a chance to look elsewhere, but also like they are not against bringing him back. So like a Jason Peters and the Eagles thing. I got you. Might be. Yeah. We'll see. So, I mean, AFC is going to be crazy. And who did Pittsburgh pick up for their quarterback? What's Pittsburgh doing? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) He was the uh, top draft pick for Chicago. Oh my God. Mitchell. Trubisky, <laughs> they, they traded for him, or that he was a free agent. He, he was a free agent, agent. He, and he was one of the first dominoes to go. He signed a fat contract with them too. It was it, it was only two years, but I think it was like almost twenty mil per something like that. Oh my god, they're gonna stink. Oh uh, I can All see right. Thomason just throwing stuff against the wall in his in his office. Being like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh my god, That's yeah, terrible. Could be fun for fantasy though. Uh, because Mitch can at least run a little bit, but uh, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, Who's I don't have uh, the better year. Um, the Falcons with Mariota or Pittsburgh with Mitch Trubisky? Oh, Pittsburgh. man, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh made the playoffs last year, so they're already starting from a better position, even without Juju. Um, uh, I think they're probably you know another nine win team ish. That's where that's what they were last year. I think it's a, a lateral move compared to the uh to just how terrible uh Ben Rapisberger was last year. Yeah, the last two years really. Yeah, but th- this Pittsburgh team is gonna have so many picks, dude. I know Ben Roethlisberger wasn't slinging it across the field, but you know, at least he was checking it down and wasn't getting a whole bunch of picks. This Pittsburgh team is gonna have so many interceptions. Chuck it, chuck it, football. <laughs> <laughs> Was that in a Zach and Mary make a porno? Yeah. Was that what that one's yeah. from? Oh, shit. <laughs> Hug it, jug it, football. Roethlisberger. 
Touchdown! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of the big names that have gone down in 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 football. Um, you know, we're still waiting to see what Jimmy and Baker do. But uh, uh, speaking of fire sales and re-signing people, the Sharks signed uh, Tomas Hurdle for an eight-year deal, um, eight million per. I I uh, mistakenly didn't read the whole entire. Well, actually, to be fair, the tweet didn't tell me the whole story. Right, you had to click on the whole entire thing, which I kind of found that pretty lame, but. Yeah, a little misleading. I, I, I had to correct you. Um, so the the uh, the little alert from Bleacher Report said um, uh, uh, Tomas Hurdle signed eight year eight million, but they forgot to put the AAV, the average annual value, at the end of it. So Tyler's like, "God, NHL money ain't shit compared to NFL money." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. It's it's eight million per year." Um, so so Tomas Hurdle end up with uh, I, I think it was a uh, hundred and sixty five. I think so. Yeah. Million, uh, eight years, 165 million. He got, uh, he got Matt Olson money, you know, look at you. So good, good on him. Um, so, uh, I'm actually really happy with that move. To so be honest, keeping hurdle and then trading away other players. Like, is, is this like the they, white flag of like not going to the playoffs? Uh, well, oh, they're, yeah. they're currently, they're currently in seventh, um, uh, this season. They they're not going to make it. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. They traded away um, Alexi Malnichuk, who was a guy who was bouncing back and forth between the minors and the NHL team. Jacob Middleton was actually a really solid uh, defenseman. They yeah. traded away him for another middling goalie, uh, someone that they think has a lot of promise, like has flashed here and there, but is just like his path to the NHL was blocked by other players. And so uh, they, they sent Jacob Middleton – to Minnesota for Capo uh, Kakinen. I think that's how you say his name. Well, that's because um, they picked up Mark Andre Fleury, yeah. so they, it was too much on the depth chart for, as far as goalies. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really agree with that trade, but I, I guess it's a salary potential. I, don't, I mean, mm-hmm. not really a salary dump, honestly. Yeah, they, I, they also um, they, they picked up another uh, minor league defenseman, Anthony Potato, for uh, Nick Merkley, who was another guy that was uh, mostly up with the team but also did bounce back and forth between uh, the Barracuda and the Sharks. Yeah. So, I just, I just don't get the whole Middleton thing. I mean, I mean, I feel like he was supposed to be a top prospect for them. And I thought that they could get a little bit more than what they got. But again, I, I have been harping that the Sharks need a goalie. I just, I didn't want the same level of goalie. Yeah. <laughs> I point. mean, it, 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 the Aiden Hill experience has not really worked out. He's just been injured. And when he's played, he's been inconsistent. And so that's yeah. why James Reimer is, you know, yeah. playing so much. And because uh, Reimer's the better option and he's been playing mostly all right. I mean, he's been, he was better than any of the last couple of years before this with um, uh, uh, with Martin Jones in net. So, I mean, he's been a slight upgrade, but not not enough of an upgrade to make a difference to, you know, take a non-playoff team to to the playoffs. Well, what I think is funny with Reimer is that the Sharks have said that he's not, he's not touchable, but then they said, but if the right, you know, deal comes wrong, then he's touchable. I'm like, so that's not <laughs> untouchable. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's always funny when general managers do that. Like everybody has a price, you know, and if you're yeah, stupid sure. enough to offer our price, we'll take it. But they, they value James Reimer really highly because if they, have any shot at running the table and miraculously making the playoffs, you know, that they've got to 
they need James Reimer because that's the only that's the only player that's worth a damn right now. So yep, yep. Well, uh, quick to touch, uh, moving on to to setbacks and injuries that you were saying there with the goalie here. Um, our local Warriors team has a setback too, which I'm a little disappointed in. But uh, Wiseman has been found to have a uh, a swelling in the knee after his uh, what three games in, in the G League. So he was supposed to play on Sunday. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, and there's no uh, timetable for his return at this point. And uh, it seems like him coming back this season at all is unlikely. And if he even comes back next season, it will be a different question coming training camp, assuming he could actually show up for training camp. So a little bit unfortunate. Uh, I know the Warriors front office are doing everything they can to try and find a big man that has been addressed. Um, they are aware of that. Just don't know what they're going to find because there's not much out there. So it is what it is. Um, do I expect the Warriors to be a, a prolific team in the in the playoffs? Nah, not anymore. You know, Curry's not going to come back until maybe the start of the playoffs. And I just, I just, I don't know. My, my morale level for the Warriors went down significantly uh, hearing that Curry went out and then Draymond's still playing injured with this back and Wiseman's hurt. I just, it just doesn't feel good for this season to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's why I think like earlier in the year, I was just so like not banking on anything with, with James Wiseman because until he was on the floor, you know, playing, um, I was just hoping that he could just get minutes and, develop where now you know that's not even an option and when this all broke i think we started to find out sunday morning uh saturday morning we were texting i'm like man my concern level went up a couple of notches because i just don't think his body is going to allow him to play the game um it just seems like he's not healing after any injuries you know like yeah. his body is just not responding and I don't know. I'm not, not a doctor, (laughs) not a doctor, not a professional. Um, We're just basing it off of what's in the news, you know, and I hope, you know, we've said this numerous times. I hope he can get healthy and get his career on track and, and develop into, you know, a player. Um, Even just having a full career where he could just play um, would be great. You know, Um, it's just really sad that, He's probably not going to come out this year. Um, probably have to well, wait. I, I want to give you some. I want to give you some optimism, though. Um, the optimism I want to give you is that Kevon Looney. It took him three years until he finally cracked and made the roster because of all of his injuries, his hip injuries, and all that. You know, his back injuries. It took him three years to finally crack and make the roster. So, hopefully, it doesn't take Wiseman three years. But just you know, know that. We've had big men on our roster that have taken some time to get to be with the starters. And I would also point out that Andrew Bogut early in his career, he just kept getting injured. It was one thing after another, but it was always a different injury. It was never anything that was recurring. So, I mean, and with, with James Wiseman, yeah, it's it's been the knee this time. And I mean, and he's had like knee issues and he's had the back and he's had, you know, whatever else he's had, but it's, you know, 
it's never been the the same thing twice in a row. At least it, uh, it, al- least it also took and be so. it it also took and be three years to finally make the roster as well too. Not saying that Wiseman and Bead are on the same level talent wise, but uh, just a perspective that Embiid had knee problems, foot problems, back problems. He still has back problems, but the he's you know an MVP candidate this year. So hold some optimism that Wiseman will be available. You know, I'm not ready to trade him yet. I'm not ready to move on, but. You know, just know that some big men in the league that are prolific players, it took them a long time to get there. So just be patient. No, I'm not. <laughs> I want it now. That's right. He's Freddie Mercury and he wants it now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, anything else you guys want to touch up on for the for the week? Um, no, no, I think uh, that pretty much covers it. Um I just want to add in. I hope that uh, Brittany Griner finds her way out of that Russian She's prison. She's still there. She's still there. It's going to be probably till May at least, I would think. So Dude, I'm telling she's, you, man, she's just able get, to find her way out and uh, just give and, her a, a pistol and let her fight it out in the gulag, and then she'll oh, parachute back into the map. God, that, like, like <laughs> I know, I know, we're making jokes, but like this is this is seriously scary shit, and I just uh, I, I will hope the best for her and. I hope yeah, absolutely. you know we can get her out and without being uh, I don't want to see her used as a pawn in a you know a, in, in authoritarian dictators you know war games so yeah all right that that's all I got to add anything else for anybody else No I'm good um I do got something to talk about next week it's a good one it does relate to WNBA um so I'll bring it up next week. All right. Sounds good. So you can find us on social media at SVT sports pod on Instagram and Twitter, slide into our DMS. That's right. I said it again. Ding, 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 ding. Um, you can also email us. It's SVT sports pod at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email with any links, uh, anything you want us to talk about. We are game. We would love to interact with you all and join us in this adventure. We call podcasting. I don't know make it sound pretty something like that (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you guys have a good weekend and uh i'm ready to grub i don't know i think sam's ready to grub too so uh yeah you know it's time to get your boy Vinny ate before so (laughs) all right have uh, have a good one guys all right later. later guys